All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Stephen Michael Miller, and this is our Monday morning 10 a.m. Limitless Tribe Call. 10 a.m. here in Mountain Time, of course. That would be uh, noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. If you're joining us from Hawaii, I'm not going to do the math. I'm just kidding. You're probably 6 a.m. So welcome. Ho- hopefully you're all having a fantastic morning, getting your morning started off right, uh, taking an opportunity to really just jumpstart your day and get active in conscious creation. Uh, so excited about what we're going to be talking about today, but before we get there, I want to make sure that we cover some items of business just so that you're all aware as we're entering, in, entering into uh our holiday season. I love the holidays. I'm sure everyone else loves the holidays. Uh, this is just a, such a tremendous time. Um, whether uh, whether we're talking about Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas, and whether you love those holidays or you hate them, um, I just I love the atmosphere. You know, the the air is getting chilled. Um, Falls are turning colors. It's just such a such a beautiful place. And of course, I'm talking about here where I live in Orem, Utah. Um, but no matter where you are, uh, I've lived in other climates as well. I just I love love the fall. There's kind of a buzz uh, in the air. It feels like and in opportunity. Um, I just you know as you're as you're gathering with with loved ones, as you're gathering with friends, as you're coming together with people that you have a history with. One of the things I just wanted to quickly recommend as we're kind of entering into this holiday season is to make sure you stay conscious. Um, in all of your choices, uh, there's going to be a choice or there's going to be opportunity to make conscious choices and decisions in your relationships as, you, as you're meeting with friends and family. You're going to have choices to be conscious or, or opportunities to be conscious in your decisions when it comes to food that you eat, you know, with, with uh, Halloween coming up and, and Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinners and all these different things that are all wrapped around, you know, food and, and sweets and treats. Um, be conscious. Just do what serves you best. Be aware of the choices and decisions that you're going to be making. And as you do that, I, I have no doubt that you're just going to create an unbelievably amazing holiday season for yourself as we you know, kind of enter into it here. Um, for, for your information, uh, we've got our Mentor Me Ambassador training that happens every Tuesday at 4 p.m. at the offices here in or- uh, 518 West. 800 North, and that's uh, Suite 204 in Orem. If you'd like to join us there, Delwyn Davenport heads that up and often has some of our other leaders there as well, as well as many others who are looking to uh, create more. So, um, again, that's Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Join us at the Mentor Me Ambassador Training. Uh, We also have... um, uh, we've got our Limitless event, our main Limitless event coming up on the 16th through the 18th of of November. Again, that's the 16th through the 18th of November. Um, that event is going to be in Salt Lake. Uh, so if you haven't registered for that event yet, make sure that you do so. Jump on and uh, join us at the Red Line in Salt Lake City. Uh, that's 161 West 600 South in Salt Lake. We'd love to have you join us there. It's going to be a tremendous event. I know we've got several of our book authors that will be doing kind of their, their book launch there at that event. And we're really excited to have, have them there as well as have all of you uh, come join us there as well. Um, so if you don't have that on the calendar, go ahead and, and throw it on. Um, well, a lot of you, uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to transition here and jump on. Our call today is kind of a follow-up call. 
And uh, if you had the opportunity to be with us when we first started this call with, with Josh David, um, this is about the seven keys to transformation. Uh, last time is probably about three or four weeks ago. Uh, last time when Josh was on, we talked about the first se several keys. Again, these keys to transformation. I'm going to have Josh kind of go through and give us a, a, a quick review of the keys that we touched on, and then we'll kind of finish out and, and discuss some of the other ones and open it up for some Q&A as well. Um, but first of all, I want to thank uh, Josh. Thank you so much for being on the call with us today. Awesome. It's, it's always a privilege, and I'm looking forward to learning with everyone on this call. Awesome. So if you would, why don't you kind of give us a rundown. I believe in the last call we got through the first four uh, keys of, of transformation. And if you would, before we jump into the last three, um, maybe do a quick kind of a rundown on what those keys were, a quick review, and then we'll kind of dive in. Absolutely. And, and just to kind of even maybe add an extra review on top of that, I wanted to just recall the whole purpose behind this conversation. This, I mean, this conversation is so key to everybody who's on this, this call today because we're all on this call for the same reason. We're uh -huh. searching for change in our life. We're searching for this mad, what sometimes is just this, this magical word, transformation, you know, breakthrough. But how do we actually define that? You know, transformation, to me, is exponential progress in your life exponential progress that is meaningful, measurable, and impactful. And I know everybody's on this call today feeling the desire for some change in their life. What is the change that you're looking for? So this conversation becomes way more meaningful when it gets personal. If we were to say these are the seven keys to transformation, I would hope that you're thinking in your mind and you're translating that to these are the seven keys to creating the relationship that I want with my spouse. These are the seven keys to creating the confidence and the momentum in the business that I'm building. These are the keys to manifesting greater wealth and freedom, time freedom in my life. So think specifically about what is that meaningful progress in your life that you can measure, that you've been setting goals for, that would really Im impact those around you and you personally. And so this, this content is for you. Anyone wanting to better understand the nature of this work that we do as mentors in the seminars, the, the work that we do in, in processes, why do these things work? Well, it's because there are simple principles that are contained within what individuals in this world have mastered. There are master facilitators in the world, master coaches, who aren't any different than you or I. They have simply identified and become experts of these principles. You can become an expert of these principles in your life. Whether you have a hired mentor who's, who's helping you activate these principles, or you participate in a community or a group mentoring program, or you go to seminars, you can start to see these principles being activated and then step into a greater level of proactive consciousness where I am the one who takes control of that. I am the one who makes sure that I am accountable. I am the one who makes sure that I'm breaking my patterns. And when you do that, anything is possible. So let's dive in. Quick review. We know what transformation is. What are the seven levels? I'm going to label them one through seven. For anyone on this call for the first time, hopefully you can, if you, if you find 
this is an interesting topic for you, it's relevant to you, go back on the Tribe page and find, just scroll back a few weeks, you'll find the call and the link. Here are the seven steps. Get ready to write them down. One through seven. Number one is sacrifice. Sacrifice is the foundation of all change. Number two, state. Specifically, managing your physical, emotional, spiritual, mental state. And we're going to keep it simple. Managing your state. The state in which you're in influences everything. Number three, truth. How we access and experience truth. How do we access, experience, receive truth? Truth has an impact. Truth is what empowers you. And there's some elements about truth that we talked about on our last call. Experiencing truth, both physically, mentally, accessing levels of truth in your life. Number three, truth. Let's go to four. Number four, inventory. This is the word we use, but really inventory has a couple underlying principles within them. But for your list of one through seven, just put the word inventory. And what inventory is? Inventory is when you personalize truth. This is your ability to take a concept and actually go into your life and inventory, how is this showing up in my life? How am I accessing this? How am I leveraging my time and my energy and my focus? What is actually showing up? It requires asking questions. It requires providing evidence, writing things down, gathering evidence. And once you've done step four, it moves us to the last three steps that we're going to go, the last five, six, seven steps that we're going to go through today. And I'm going to say those quickly. Number five is decision. Number six is pattern. And number seven is accountability. So let's go through the whole list one more time. One is sacrifice. Two is state. Three is truth. Four is inventory. Five is decision. Six is pattern. And seven is accountability. So before we jump back into this conversation, before we get, dive deep into these last three steps, in a moment I want to give Stephen an opportunity to, to jump back in and maybe recall for him why he felt that this conversation has been relevant to our tribe, and maybe just to him personally. Stephen, are you still on the line? Nope. I'm just kidding. Of course I am. So let me ask that question one more time. Before we dive back into these last three principles, what for you have you found is the reason, what's the reason why you feel these, this conversation is so relevant to our tribe or, or to individuals mm -hmm. just in general? Of course. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, first of all, everybody is undergoing transformation on a regular basis. Either that transformation is conscious or the transformation is going to be subconscious, but it's going to happen. Um, there's nobody that starts out as a, as a baby or a young child who, who remains the same Always. Nope, nobody does. And as much as we, we like to think, and, you know, for people that don't like change or they tell themselves they don't like change or, you know, the reality is, is you, there is no stagnancy. Nobody ever just stays the same. You're either improving or you're, or you're, you're um, going the opposite direction, right? So transformation is definitely going to happen. What I love about this conversation and why I think it's so uh, useful for our tribe 
is because we're bringing consciousness into transformation. Instead of just allowing it to happen, we're talking about trans- transforming in a way that we want to transform, to, to accomplish and achieve the goals that we want to accomplish and achieve, to become the people that we want to be. And these, these seven keys here are crucial for us all to be taking a look at. Right? What are we willing to sacrifice so that we can become who we want to be? What state do we need to be in to do that? What kind of truth do we need to seek? You know, when we're taking inventory, what, what does that look like? So we, the, like, this is a conversation that although we may not be having it at a conscious level, um, it, it's happening. It's, you know, it will constantly be kind of rolling forward on a subconscious level or a, or a foundational level no matter what. So you might as well bring it into a conscious space so that you can actually begin to create what you really want. Absolutely. For me, um, this was the turning point in my life. You, you mentioned that we're all going through transformation, and, and that's so undeniable in our lives, whether, we, whether we're actively seeking it out or, or whether we're, we're just experiencing it and looking back. When you said that change of being active, doing transformation in the way that we specifically, if not just intuitively know we need in order to get where we want to be in life is not something that somebody's going to come up to your door or come into your life and say, hey, let me, let me fix this for you. Let me take over this for you. Let me, let me become the, the person who turns this all around for you. That's not going to happen. Now, given we do have individuals that, say, that look out for us, loved ones who say, hey, let me, you know, let me share something with you. Let me, ta- let me invite you to a seminar that I went to. Let me sh- I want to share this book. Have you heard this talk? Have you seen this blog? And they, they give you these invitations, but it still requires a decision that I am going to step into the role of the expert in my life. And when that happened for me, everything was unlocked. I had so much knowledge that I had gathered, and I know many of you do too. I know many of you could hop on this call and you could share the things that you've understood and the ways that you have applied and and some of your your stories that you've gathered personal and of other people that are these beautiful examples of how we actually do change and how we activate principles of, of accountability. And I know that many of you could do that. But what about in your own life? Have you stepped into a role of complete ownership of your transformation, of, those ch- of that change, of that process? Or are you still waiting for somebody to come and, and show you how to do it? This is, these are the seven principles that I have found that have allowed me to take ownership of that process. So that when I am hiring a mentor officially, and there's somebody or a coach or a consultant in my business or, in my, or just in my personal life, and they are walking me through steps, and I might find a way that I can make their, their tools that they're giving me and the knowledge that they're sharing with me, if I can find a way to make it more powerful for me, that is something that can change the game. That's something that, that, I, that I get to do. That's, that's my privilege, but it's also necessary. I want to say that again. It's a privilege. It's something that I can do, but it is necessary if I want to move at the speed of my potential in this life. And so these are the principles that you, can, that you can use as your filter. This is kind of your checklist. How am I currently activating 
the power of change in my life. And it comes down to these, these principles. You might add something to it. You might create a list of nine things. You might, create a, you might simplify it. But hopefully there's something on this call for everybody where they can step back and say, wow, that is true for me. That is something that I see infinite potential in or that I've previously experienced you know, tremendous growth in my life when I was actively engaging in that, in that activity or in that, in that awareness. And that you can take something from this call and say, okay, this is my focus. This is how I'm going to upgrade to my next step. So let's dive, let's dive back into this conversation. Absolutely. So we know, we know that everything starts, and I'm just going to do another quick review. Everything starts from sacrifice. Sacrifice is the foundation of all change. And so just ask yourself this question. What am I willing to sacrifice? What am I willing to sacrifice in my life to have greater power to make change? Am I really willing to sacrifice my time? Am I really willing to sacrifice my pride? Am I willing to sacrifice my focus to really put forth the effort, mental effort, to switch my thoughts from the things I normally focus on, my old stories, my victimhood? Sacrifice is more than just investing money in something more than just putting forth that, that financial investment. It's more than just your time. It's finding for you what of all the things that you have in your life that you're holding on to, what is the thing that you're still not giving up? To go where you want to be, to get where you want to go in life, to become who you're meant to become, to do the things that you know are within your potential to do or that are within your passion, your desire to do, to get to that point in your life where you want to be. There are some things that cannot go with you there. There are some habits that can't go with you. There are some, there are some apps on your phone that can't go with you. There are some, some relationships that can't go with you. And the question comes down to what do I need to sacrifice in order to get to that next level of progress in my life. So let's let that be enough for that review. That's sacrifice. And as we step into number two, inventory, I want you to notice, all I did was when we were reviewing sacrifices, I shared some principles, some truth. There was some light in there. For some, it impacted them greater. For some, it impacted them differently. But what I did was I asked some simple questions. That is inventory. That's what inventory is. I know that's step three, but notice how these principles are not necessarily an order, but they, they exist throughout. So step two is state. What state are you in currently right now? Did you get eight hours of sleep last night? Are you on the phone call while you are driving in the car, distracted? Are you wa walking on a treadmill? Have you eaten breakfast? Are you exhilarated? Have you invested in yourself this morning? Have you made a sacrifice of investing in yourself, doing what we teach in Limitless, is this incredible morning routine that you do on a regular basis that activates your power and connects you, your power? Have you been doing things today? Are you physically right now in a, in a physical state, a physiological state, an emotional state that you're able to even take in these, these principles? The importance of state is fundamental to everything. You can go to the most impactful seminar. 
you can hear the most brilliantly articulated and eloquent and emotional speech, motivational speech, but if you're in a physical state where you cannot experience all that that, 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 that opportunity has to offer because you're in pain in your body or you're emotionally stressed, you're holding on to bitterness and, and you're holding on to, to worry if you are mentally distracted or you're just simply physically exhausted and tired, then your ability to leverage that is very limited. So state is where you take control over your life and you specifically invest in the foundation and the daily rituals that put you in the optimal state to receive inspired direction in your life. Then, as you receive that truth, truth number three, it's, it's important to know that the truth is all around us. You can find truth in scripture. You can find it in movies. You can find it in mentors and books. You can find it just in, your, in, the, in the world around you. But how you experience that truth is based on this principle. What empowers you? <clears throat> what empowers you? Now, people write books, and they try to fill it with empowering truths. People step, step on stages, and they try to speak with stories that are empowering. People create videos and motivational content and, and things, and they gather and they put together and they, and they model principles in ways that are, that are meant to uplift you, meant to teach you, raise you up to a higher level of perspective, raise you up to a higher level of understanding. But here's the key to unlocking it for yourself. What do you need to experience? How do you need to see that truth? How do you need to imagine it? How do you need to hear it? Do you need to move with your body? Do you need to write it down? Do you need to, are you an audio learner? Are you a visual learner? There's many ways of experiencing truth. But when you start to ask yourself this question, how can, what is the way that I need to experience truth in order to be fully empowered? That's when everything takes a different gear in your life. If you're only an object being acted upon and you're only receiving the noise on the Internet, the blogs on the Internet, you're only receiving all this information constantly and having people tell you, but you're not actively seeking truth in your life personally, then you are on a path that is destined for mediocrity. You will become like the average of all the information that is floating around you. You must be actively seeking out your truth. The things, the words, the vehicles of truth that empower you. So, that's truth. How are you seeking out truth on a regular basis in your life? And are you becoming aware and are you measuring how that is impacting you? Did I feel inspired when I heard that? Did I feel inspired when I thought of it this way? Or did I feel more inspired when I thought of it this other way? If there is a way that you can think about it and imagine it that inspires you more, that uplifts you more, that motivates you more, that is a hint, that's a clue to you, that there is more light and more truth in that for you. And you get to become the steward of that. You get to become aware of that. And it's an amazing thing that will happen in your life when you do so. Now, 
once you've been experiencing and actively pursuing truth that empowers, that uplifts you, there is a next step, and that is inventory. This is where you take two things and you compare them. This is what I say I want. This is what my actions are actually showing. This is what I need to be doing. This is what I am doing. Many of us overlook the absolute necessity and the power of these simple exercises. And I'm going to be blunt with you. There were times in my life where I thought it was good enough to just ask questions. Well, I'll tell you right now, the quality of question that you ask will directly determine the quality of experience that you have. The quality of question that you ask will directly determine the quality of experience that you have. And I thought it was okay to just ask a few questions. And here's the question that I would inventory any time I would hear an opportunity to experience truth. Do I know that? That, would be my, that was my inventory question. Do I know that? Have I heard this before? And, and I'm going to give Stephen Michael Miller an opportunity to jump into this call on this particular, on this particular topic. When you have, you've gone through many experiences, I know. You've, you've read many books. You've, you've heard, you've attended these powerful three-day seminars. And, and, and I would say, I would actually bet that you've attended hundreds of educational and, and, and just informational and, and motivational experiences, training experiences, and, and facilitated them yourself. And in those experiences, Stephen, what's the danger of saying, I know that, or asking yourself the question, have I heard this before, versus asking yourself higher quality questions? What's the danger of, of that being your go-to inventory question? Yeah, you know, um, man, whenever you say I know something, you're, all you're really saying is I'm, I'm not willing or I don't want to learn. And um, I, don't, I don't care where you are or how much you've done or how much you've, you've read, how many events you have, you've attended. If you ever make that your go-to, your default statement when you're taking inventory, then your inventory will only ever stay where it is. <laughs> you know, that's the reality. And if we're looking for transformation, if we're looking for growth, then we have to open up, up ourselves to, to asking other questions and saying other statements. And instead of saying, I know, it's what, what, what of this is, is beneficial to me? What can I learn from this? Like what is the most important thing that I can learn from being here? Because if you're, if you're there, yet you're closed off, then you're wasting that investment of time. And I would just, I would recommend don't invest your time into something where you're not going to take full advantage of it. Play all out. Be there. Don't just be there, though. Play all out. Ask yourself, what is the, what is the greatest thing that I can learn here? What is, what is the best piece of information that I can implement today to further my transformation, my personal transformation and growth? Mm. Oh, that is so powerful. And I want everyone to just take a moment, I, and I want you to experience the power of inventory. Notice how... The, some of those questions just had a different energy in them. When Stephen said, you know, what is, what is something that can benefit me in my life today about this information? Or what is something that I can implement in my life now that I can take from this and implement now to have the transformation I want? It has a different energy. But how do we actually unlock that energy? We must complete our inventories. Your inventories can be shallow and they can be very thorough. They can be, 
They can be intentions, but they can also turn into powerful actions. And in that case, the intentions are not enough. It's not enough to have the intention of applying it. You've got to actually act. And I know that acting is a part of our next steps that we're going to be going over, making decisions mm-hmm. and breaking patterns. But specifically, when it comes to inventory, there are some actions in inventory. And one of those actions is an investment or a sacrifice of time and a sacrifice of energy. I work with so many individuals who their go-to is either, I've heard that before, I know, and that's, that's from a place of pride. But a lot of you aren't necessarily coming from that place. A lot of you are, are often going to this idea of, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And notice that it's, it's equally, it is equally debilitating to say, I don't know, as it is to say, I know that. I've heard that before. I already know that. And the reason why is because it stops you from taking the next step of opening your life up to possibilities and accessing greater truth. When you say, I don't know, you are deciding that there's, that there's no possibility there. And when you say, I do know, you're deciding there's no more. There's, you, you already know it. But the, the key with inventory is this. You've got to be willing to invest, sacrifice, time and mental effort and actual physical effort in asking and answering questions. Let me say that again. You have to. If you're on this call because you're interested in learning how to upgrade your life, we're not saying you have to do X, Y, and Z. We're not saying you have to do this. But we are saying in order to activate this principle, you have to do certain things. You, don't, you aren't obligated to, but in order to fully empower this principle in your life, you have to do certain things. And one of those things you have to do is you have to sacrifice time and mental energy and physical effort and do simple things like write them down. Write them down on paper. Write them down. I'm telling you right now, I've seen people's lives shift from, from getting this one principle. Write it down. Journal your breakthroughs. If you want to not have to keep going back and having the same breakthrough over and over and over again, start inventorying your breakthroughs so that you have a greater platform to invest energy and attention and memory into those things. Write them down and review them on a daily basis. Write them down. You have to inventory these things. If you are having trouble facing the same energy, the same results in a certain area of your life with money and with your, and with your relationships or with your body, and you've been invited by mentors, or you've been invited in, in seminars, or you've been giving a workbook to write down your limiting beliefs, and you go, oh, I already know what my limiting beliefs are. I don't need to write them down. You are missing this point, and you're probably stuck. And you could probably be honest with yourself in this moment that you've, even, you've, you've either, either experienced this before or you're currently experiencing it. And here is my, here is my, here's my plug. Here is my passionate soapbox spiel for each of you. Do the work. Simply do the work. Do the work. 
And when it comes to inventory, the work of inventory is asking yourself the questions, investing the mental energy and the physical effort to write things down. And watch what can happen. Here's the last tip of inventory. If you're at a seminar, if you're on a call, if you're reading a book, and the individual who is in charge of that experience, meaning the writer of the book or the facilitator on stage, if they're not having you pause and do inventory, if they're not one of the master facilitators in this, in this world who know they don't need to share everything they know, they just simply need to help you access what you already know. And if they're not having you pause and take a moment and asking you questions like, how does this apply to me? Then who's in charge of doing that? Are you going to look back 20 years from now and blame everyone and say, they didn't, nobody made me sit down, nobody forced me, nobody held my hand and said, hey, here are some important questions to ask and here are some important things to inventory about your life. What are you actually spending your time on? I know that some people's lives change forever. Millionaires out there and, and people who are experiencing the deepest, profoundest connection in their relationship. People who are experiencing profound health and passionate life experiences, time freedom. I guarantee you a lot of those people had a day where they just said, I got to do the work. I got to actually take a week or a month and actually write down my entire budget so that I can be honest with myself and say, wow, it looks like I'm spending all my money on all these things that don't even contribute to building wealth. It looks like I'm actually telling myself and lying to myself saying that I don't have time for all these things, but look at all these things that I have made time for, and none of them directly contribute to my goals. If you are not willing to sit down and do the work, nobody's going to do it for you. This phone call is about becoming your own expert and doing the work and taking the sacrifice to do these things. And, and how happy will you be after doing that? How, how much more empowered will you feel? That's for you to find out this week and hopefully today as you sit down and inventory. And so I'm going to actually do, one, uh, do an inventory with you right now. I'm going to have you, if you're on this call, just take a moment. And if you're not driving, then you can sit down and pull out a pen and a piece of paper right now this very moment. And you can also pull out your phone if you don't have a pen and paper. And so pull out a note on your phone right now, and I'm just going to ask you a few simple questions. I want to show you the power of just taking the time to write some things down. Because inventory is where we move from hearing the same principles over and over and over again, and then making them personal and leverageable for our own transformation. So let's leverage some of the knowledge you know. You know tons of things. You've been on these calls. You've been reading books. You've been to seminars. You've been reading and studying in your own areas of your life. Let's do a quick inventory. Hopefully at this point you've got something written down. You've got a piece of paper out, and I'm just going to ask you just a few questions. It's going to be very simple. And to do so, I'm going to pull up my little helper, my little helper document that I have right here. Pencils ready, and here we go. First question that I want you to just ask yourself. What are my exact next steps to manifest what I want? That's it. What are my exact next steps? 
or just what is my next step to manifest what I want. Go ahead, write that down. Write down that thing that's coming to your mind. Next question is, what do I need to give up in my life? What do I need to give up in my life to move forward from where I am today? What habits or distractions do I need to give up in my life to move forward? Just write one thing down. I'm going to give you one last question. If I did nothing else on this call, if I did nothing else after this call, if I did nothing else, what's the most important step to take next? And notice when you do inventory and you ask yourself these questions, you unlock the power behind the truths that you know, you already know. And now comes step number five, decision. Nothing happens until we make a decision. When you go to a seminar, when you read a book, and you've gathered all this beautiful truth, and maybe you're actually even doing inventory, you're investing and sacrificing that time and that energy, you're managing your state in a powerful way, and you walk away from that situation, having not made any decisions, nothing's going to change in your life. Nothing is going to change. If you don't make a decision, nothing is going to change. A decision is not leaving your options open, saying, oh, I have the opportunity now to make this change. I have the opportunity to apply this knowledge. I have the option. Decision is often synonymous with choice. You have a decision to make. You have a choice to make. But choices are not the same as options. If you consider making decisions as, as having options, you're probably stuck in your life in some area of your life where you're not making decisions or you're not making higher decisions. i say that again. If you find yourself being stuck in some area of your life, it's probably because you're either not making decisions or you're not making higher decisions. As soon as you've made some, you've made some limiting decisions, you've made some disempowering decisions, decisions that don't serve you, and, and you can raise those decisions up to higher decisions. One of my favorite lessons that I heard passed on from mentor to mentor to mentor was the lesson that was gained from someone who paid their mentor a million dollars to mentor them. And, and, let's, and make no mistake about it, there are mentors out there that charge a million dollars to mentor with them. And there are mentors who have wait lists. And, and they're no different than you or I. They've just become masters of this process. And one of those mentors passed on to my mentor a million-dollar principle. My mentor said to me, he said, one of the most important things that I learned from this mentor, who I paid a million dollars for, he said, what made my mentoring with him worth it was this one principle, and it was decisions. His mentor taught him that the rate and the speed of progress that you want to have in your life is dependent upon the rate and speed in which you are, able, you are willing to make decisions. Many of us are not willing to make decisions because we're afraid that we're going to make the wrong decision. We're afraid that we're going to, to take, we're afraid to take the risk. 
We're afraid to be wrong. We're afraid it won't be perfect. We're afraid to name our business. We're afraid to make a decision of what to study. We're afraid to make a decision of who to commit to in our relationship. We're afraid to make the decision to give this up or no. What if I miss it? What if, what if I really badly want to go back and watch that TV show that was eating up my time? If I decide, we're afraid to make decisions. And this mentor taught him, he said, what has been the key to my success was to allow me to become a multi-successful in all my relationships. I happen to be a millionaire, but in everything that I do is my ability to make decisions. So how do you want to make decisions? You want to make them fast. And you want to make them, you want to make more of them. And so this principle is just so, so important. My audio, it, says, it sounds like my audio is going in and out. Hopefully, hopefully you can still. Stephen, Michael, Miller, can you, uh, can you hear me? Is this a little bit better? Yeah, that's better. Thank you. So this idea of decisions is based on many principles, but the one that, that really that we're trying to hone in in this, in this conversation right now of this mentoring, this passed on mentoring principle is that the mentor said this. He said, I would rather make 90 decisions, good decisions, and 10 bad ones 90 good decisions and 10 bad ones, that means I'm 100 decisions more towards progress and learning and transformation. I'd rather make 90 good and 10 bad than to just make 10 perfect decisions. And uh, that's just so powerful. How fast are you moving towards your goals? I would invite you to consider that the speed in which you're moving towards your goals might be directly related or is likely, probably directly related to the number of decisions you are willing to make in your life. Decisions are also activated by the previous step of inventory. What decisions do I need to make in my life today to move forward? What's the most, ask yourself in this moment, take inventory in this moment, sacrifice some time and some thought and some energy into this question. If there's truth in this principle of decisions, if you're experiencing and feeling the truth here, then you have knowledge inside of you that you can activate. So let's activate it. Ask yourself this question. What is the most urgent decision that I need to make today? Or what is the next decision that I need to make on the journey that I have chosen, on the path, the current path that I'm on. And notice that if you just ground yourself and just allow yourself to receive your knowledge, your voice, your inner voice will speak to you and you'll see that there is a decision that you can make. And there's always a decision that you can make with everything. Every book you read, every, every seminar you listen to, every blog you listen to, every podcast you listen to, every conversation you have where there's an empowering interaction, there's a possibility for change, there's a possibility for greater connection. Every time you're in that situation, there is a decision that can be made. And when you learn to make decisions and to commit to those decisions, you unlock your transformation. Can you, Stephen Miller, is, is there a moment in your life and think back with this idea of decisions. Is there a moment in your life that you might be able to pinpoint and just share as an example of when 
the progress that you experienced and the growth that you enjoyed came from making a decision in the moment that was inspired that just a moment where everything came down to a, specifically a decision that you made any moment in your life that comes to mind sure sure i mean i can i can tell you a few things but uh, i'll i'll stick to one so when i first made the decision to to move out to utah <clears throat> um after having been here left gotten married had some children uh you know chris was calling me up for the first time uh or he's calling me up to to um to ask me if i would go into business with him basically and um that wasn't although it may seem to some like an easy decision to make it it wasn't an easy decision for me to make i was i was in the middle of i was going to school full time i was working full time um i was uh building a home that we were we had planned on moving into a brand new home in a beautiful new subdivision we were taking that we were going to take the home that we had and turn it into a rental and you know life was moving forward and um when he called me, timing wasn't quite right, but we but we kept on talking and kept on kept on talking, and eventually it came time to make a final decision: was what, were we going to go into business with each other or not? And uh, you know, we we thought about it. We we pray, so we prayed about it, and um, we decided to move forward and move our family from Florida out to out to uh, Utah. You know, we never moved into that brand new home that we had built. Um, we we just turned that into a rental as well and and you know packed up the truck kind of thing and left and that decision could seem very scary as a young you know young couple and we just several small children and and no no real you know we didn't know exactly what it was going to look like per se we we had some ideas and again based on what Chris and I had talked about but we made a decision based on some some thoughts and feelings and uh, and that decision has been an amazing decision. Now I want to say a couple things. It hasn't been all sunshine and daisies over the last ten years, right? That de- that decision doesn't mean that all of a sudden you know the the waters are parted, so to speak, and, and you walk walk easily. Uh, it it uh, it's come with a lot of different challenges, but it's also come with a lot of opportunity to make more and more and more decisions. Kind of like what you were saying before, the speed and the rate at which you are able to make decisions, if you're if you're willing to keep up with it and and check into intuition and make those decisions, um, you can make some amazing things happen. And and allow your and just one thing, and this may be a little off topic, but allow yourself time. Allow yourself to make bad decisions. You know, just allow it to happen. Be okay with it, and allow yourself to make really good decisions too. And allow yourself to learn from every single decision that you make. I think that's the importance. It's not that you know people that I know that are super successful. It's not that they make great decisions every time. It's that they make those decisions, whatever they may be, and they stick to to you know they they um they carry the consequences. And uh, they don't they don't judge it. They just go through it. It's like, oh well, that was a bad decision. Move forward. Or that was a decision better better said that didn't serve me. Let's move forward. Let's 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 do another one. Let's try something else. And uh, so that that decision really catapulted. I think a lot of different things in my life. It opened up different opportunities for me. Uh, it got me into a process of learning things that I I really wanted and needed to learn in order to do what I what I do today. And 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 truly what will probably get me to, to do what I do for the next 10 years, you know? So um, that, that was one, one experience for me. I love that. 
I uh, I want to point out that that this is a a really classic example, and I think that most people, when they think of decisions, they do go to a classic decision making example that is often you know a bigger life decision and and really your ability to make those big life decisions is built upon the habit of just making decisions in your life in general so so remember that there's a balance in that yes there are some major decisions that you you have to make pretty consistently in life and uh you know maybe for you the value of this conversation is there are major decisions that you have not made or that you're procrastinating making but in addition to that, for, for everybody else and all those who are, who are, who are included in the, in the last group, daily decisions is the key. And I want to unlock this word for you with just one principle. Kind of coupled with the, the idea of decision is sacrifice itself. Sacrifice and decision are almost synonymous. And so to, to kind of broaden this in this number six step, I mean this number five step of decision, I want to add the word dedicate. Dedication is a part of decisions. When we talked about not keeping all your options available, part of decision making is to cut away those options, to eliminate them. That means you're sacrificing them, but then the next aspect is the dedication portion. A decision is when, when Stephen Michael Miller made the decision to go to California, he was dedicating a space of his life, I mean, to go to Utah, he was dedicating his life to that space. There, there are parts of your life that you haven't even dedicated to anything. There are hours of your day that you have decided to work, which means you've dedicated that time to that job. And then there's other parts of your life that just get pulled any direction. You get pulled to your habits. You get pulled to your patterns. You get pulled to the desires and the influences of the media and and everything that's all around you, the noise, the noise, it steals away your time, it steals away your attention. So part of making decisions is a dedication. I'm, what, how much of my time am I going to dedicate to my wife? <coughs> Excuse me. Many of you are just making one-time decisions. I'm going to, and you make it when things get a little bit difficult. You make it when things get a little bit more uh, heavy when things when 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 the going gets tougher when when it becomes more urgent then you're like okay I, I will decide to put my phone down and really be present with the person that I'm with today I will decide to get out of bed early but what about the ultimate higher decisions I mentioned this earlier and this is the key the higher decisions that you can make are the ones where you dedicate time and resource to a higher purpose so if I'm going to dedicate Rather than having to decide every morning, am I going to get up? Am I going to get up today? Am I going to get up on time today? And having to make that same decision over and over again. The highly successful people in this world, they make one-time decisions that allow them to dedicate a portion of their life to a higher purpose. What would that look like in some of the, in some of the examples I've shown? With the, with the spouse or with anybody in general, you might – have made a decision. I've heard the importance of connection. I've heard the importance of being present, but I have not made a decision. I've inventoried the cost. I've seen how it destroys my relationships. I've seen how it doesn't create the opportunities of connection and the opportunities of, of just fulfillment for me, but I still haven't made the decision if I'm going to be an individual who's on their phone or not. And what if you were to say, okay, I'm going to make the decision 
the ultimate higher decision that any time I'm on a day with my wife, I'm going to keep my phone silenced or I'm going to leave my phone at home. That's a powerful decision that unlocks and eliminates the need for hundreds of other decisions. Or rather than deciding every morning if I'm going to get up, I'm going to dedicate, there's that word, I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes a day and I'm going to dedicate the hours of 7 or I'm going to dedicate the hours of 6 to 7 for the sole purpose of doing these specific things. I'm going to pray, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to exercise. And that one-time decision is something that eliminates making multiple other decisions. How can you make a higher decision in an area in your life that you've been struggling in on a regular basis? How can you right now in this moment make a final ultimate decision? Now let's go to pattern. Pattern is very simple. When it comes to making decisions, a decision cannot thrive in an old pattern. If you're a procrastinator, that is a pattern. And I'm going to give you the key. Every pattern has its true form and it, then it has its mask. It has its mask. Here's the mask. Here's the true form of procrastination. We know procrastination is a thing. We've all experienced it. It is a pattern that must be broken if you are to experience transformation in your life. The true form of procrastination is not now. Some of you have all these masks of procrastination, tomorrow, later, later tonight. And sometimes you think that in order to kill this pattern, to break it, if I want to kill the pattern that I have of tomorrow, I will do tonight. This is the danger of not understanding the true form of the true core of this pattern. The true core of this pattern is not now. So if you say later, if you say later tonight, if you say when I have more energy, if you say any of these are not going to break the pattern. The only way to break the pattern of procrastination, which is not now, is to activate now. So ask yourself when it comes to patterns. Maybe I've made some impactful decisions in my life, but I'm still experiencing the same thing over and over again. What's the pattern I need to break specifically? Here are the three main patterns, and I want you to ask yourself, which of these patterns is the most important pattern for me to break in my life today? The three main patterns are fear, procrastination, and scarcity. Procrastination is not now. That would be asking yourself the question, what is the one thing that I keep putting off till later that if I simply did it now, it would change everything? It would activate the decisions that I've made and it would allow me to step into the progress that I deserve. That's procrastination. Fear is the pattern of thinking and focusing on what you don't want, putting energy into what you don't want. The way to break fear is to face the thing that you have been avoiding, to face it. Face the thing that you're afraid of. Face the thing that makes you uncomfortable. Face the thing that is painful. You must face it. Making it less painful will never break the pattern. What many of us will do, just like the, the, false, the false masks of procrastination where we think it's going to actually change it, we go, okay, instead of tomorrow, I'll do it later tonight. With fear, there are false masks as well. We think, I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of going out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to cushion 
I'm going to cushion my experience. I'm going to make it less scary. I'm going to make it less intimidating, less, uh, less uh, uncomfortable, less painful. That's a false. That is not breaking the pattern. You must face what makes you uncomfortable. You must face what, makes you, what is painful to you, and you must face what you're afraid of. That's the way to break that pattern. The last one is scarcity. If there's anything in your life that you are constantly saying you don't have enough for, I don't have enough money to start my business. I don't have enough knowledge to start my business. I don't have enough credibility. It will never help you to get an ounce more of money, an ounce more of time, an ounce more of credibility. You must do the thing with what you have now. So the, the key to unlocking that pattern is I have enough. When I was trying to break the pattern of not taking care of my dental hygiene and I wanted to be flossing on a regular basis, I created scarcity after scarcity after scarcity. I needed the right floss picks. I needed a different kind. I just stopped. And one day, the day that I decided where I started flossing on a regular basis, I said, I need to break this pattern now. I don't have floss. I went and got some fishing. I went and got some, some sewing string, and I flossed with that. You better believe the next day I bought floss and I started flossing on a regular basis. The last thing, accountability. Here's the last piece in the last minute. And really, I'm kind of glad that we ran out of time for accountability because it is this simple. What you measure will grow. The end. What you measure will grow. So if you want to measure, if you want something to grow in your life, if you want connection to grow in your life, start measuring it. Start focusing on it. Start, start, start measuring, start tracking, measuring, and reporting the things that will contribute to the connection that you want. If you want sales and money to grow in your business, start measuring the things that create sales and money in your business. And only do those things. Create accountability with yourself or, a, or an accountability partner by deciding what to measure, what to track, and what to report. And if you follow those principles, you are in for an incredible experience with whatever that thing is that you're trying to grow or you're trying to create progress in your life. That's, that's the time we have for today. Those are the seven levels of transformation. If you want any more information on that, you can reach out to the, on the tribe page and I'll answer questions and we'll just go from there. Josh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the call. Thank you so much. I'm glad that we had an opportunity to finish up and wrap up those seven keys to transformation and really appreciate you taking your time with us today. It's been a privilege. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right, everybody, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and unmute the lines and end in true limitless fashion with a huge I am. All right, on the count of three, I want to hear a huge I am limitless. One, two, three. I am limitless. All right, thank you, everybody.